It's October, which means a new season of NHL hockey. Drop the puck tonight, and that means a new sports pen now. Tanner Hoops with you on ESPN-UP. We'll get to the ABC 10 sports guys in a moment. Right now, we're joined by Northern Michigan head hockey coach Grant Petoni as his team gets set to start the preseason this weekend. Coach address rehearsal going down to Plymouth and taking on the U.S. development team. We'll preview that matchup in a moment. But so far, tell me about the preseason. What are you learning about your guys? Well, we've we done it a little differently than we have in the past this year. Um, you know, it, it's kind of you, you got to make a decision on, uh, you know, you worry a little bit in the past. I'd worried that I wanted to peak at the end of the year, which we we've we have and we've played very well the, the back half of the year. So you, you worry about wear and tear a little bit and you worry about uh, maybe the guys, um, you know, wear, wearing your voice thin on them a little bit. Uh, but each year we've started out um, a little slow and, so we made an adjustment this year, and uh, the NCAA rules allow you to practice once school starts. And uh, you know, in the, in the past two years, we've we taken probably two weeks off just to let them get into school and and get comfortable. And um, this year, we got right after it, and um, I, we're, we're so much farther along systematically, special teams wise, uh, conditioning wise, than than we probably ever have been. So um, that that side of it's been been really encouraging. Uh, and some of the young guys, you know, it's the usual suspects look good. Phil looks good. Uh, Nardi looks good. Craighead looks good. You know, the guys that you um, you, you assume that are going to have good years that have shown well. But uh, some of the f- sophomores that uh, you, you need to have take that step have taken that step. Lockerin's taken a step. Reedman's taken a step. DeMay's taken a step. So, you know, those guys are going to be really important uh, playing big minutes up front. And, and then our fresh, freshman D, um, you know, the freshman D have stepped in and uh, really handled, you know, all the, all the things that we do uh, a little differently in Northern than, than some other places do. They've done a great job with that. And uh, the return of Ryland Uremko has, has really bolstered our, um, our D core. And uh, a lot of people remember him as a freshman. And I never had a chance to coach Ryland when he's been healthy. And uh, he's healthy now. And um, he's everything that he was ever advertised to be, and uh, he's he's going to be an important player for us also. Coach, how about the goaltending battle? At your presser yesterday, you said it was wide open. What do you need to see from your netminders this weekend to make a decision? Well, it's hard. I mean, I you know I, that position is probably the only well for sure is the only position in, in hockey that um, you can't really evaluate properly in practice um, especially the way we practice and um, you know we, we, we do a lot of odd number things we, we do a lot of things to try increase our stick skill and, and score as many goals as we can in practice and um, that becomes hard for goalies you know you're not going to see you know a ton of two-on-ones in a game or three-on-ones or you know even sometimes three-on-os in practice to get the puck moving so um, that that's where that position's really going to be evaluated in games and uh, you know we're going to play them both against the U.S. team, and uh, we really don't have, from that point, don't have a set game plan on who who's going to play. Um, you know, the first game, who's going to play the second game. Uh, I like to get them both in there real early, uh, let them get their feet wet, and and kind of go from there. And you know, if it happens to be a situation where they, you know, they rotate all year, then that's great because then they're they're both playing great, and um, you know that means our, our team's in a good spot. How's your special teams looking, Coach? You're starting to figure out who's going to be on the power play, the PK, or is that more what this weekend is for? Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, the the, the top unit um, actually looks uh, looks pretty sharp. Um, obviously, Phil's going to be up at the top, and 
um, you know, Craig had it and Reedman on a flank and Joe Nardi's uh, one of the best guys, kind of the bumper man in the middle that uh, that we've had here. And and Griff is a net front guy. And you think usually like Zdeno Char, a big, strong, you know, even a defenseman like Z going in front of the net or uh, Patrick Maroon or whoever, these big hulking guys. But um, Griff's just a bulldog and he recovers pucks, he screens goalies, he, he gets a stick on, on shots from the point. So uh, he's done a real nice job there. And, um, and, and the other unit, we've kind of rotated some guys through, but uh, we got to make sure that, that Vinny DeMay can, can get that puck in a position where he can let that, uh, that heavy shot of his go. So, um, you know, that's kind of going to be the focus a little bit on that, that other group is getting pucks to the net and, and kind of trying to find a way to feed Vinny as much as we can. Should be a fun weekend heading down to Plymouth, take on the U.S. National Development Team. Some of the best young players in the country go through this pipeline, but you've had experience coaching against and for this group before. Yeah, it's it's a great, you know what, it's a great program. Um, they they pretty much have the pick of the litter for the top players in the country. And um, the, the thing that's for us is, is, is fantastic is that we get a true test of a team where if you do make a mistake, they, they're going to make you pay. And, you know, that's what you need a, a, out of this exhibition is hopefully you find out where some of your strengths are and, um, and you grow those. But, but just as importantly, you find out, you know, where your weaknesses are and, you know, what you gotta, you got to do over the next week to fix it before you go into Michigan State. Coach, I tell you what, I've asked you about this before. I know you've commented a lot in the last couple of weeks or so. But if you could, for our listeners who missed it, tell me about your relationship with the late, great Jim Johansson of USA Hockey and how your relationship with him led to this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy and I go back to late 90s. Um, you know, he was GM of Twin Cities Vulcans. I was playing in Lincoln, and um, that's kind of where it started. Um, he's always been a champion for the American player. And, um, over my time, you know, playing for USA Hockey, I had a chance to play um, for USA Hockey, you know, late 90s, um, and then into coaching. Um, you know, Jimmy took a chance on me when I was a young coach and at Minnesota. I'd only been doing it for a couple of years, and, and he brought me along in the World Junior Team and um, had a chance to be part of that. Uh, and then that led to a great relationship over the next, th- you know, three other tournaments that, um, you know, we we had a lot of success and, and won the gold medal a couple times and the bronze once. And, um, you know, Jimmy helped me get this job. Um, Jimmy's been a, was a mentor to me. You know, when whenever there was challenging, tough decisions that that I was going through, um, he was somebody who was always there for me. So, um, you know, we we. We were in, I, I believe, Buffalo. Um, could have been the Montreal-Toronto World Juniors. And he asked me, uh, "Will you bring Northern down to, to play us in our building?" Because uh, at that time, you know, they were traveling a lot and and just going to Division One teams, and not many teams were coming to play them. And they just moved into this beautiful new building. And and I'd spent a lot of time there through World Juniors, so I understood how how great that building was and the accommodations. And um, I said, "Absolutely, we'll do that." And uh, unfortunately. Uh, about a month after that, uh, Jimmy passed away, and um, you know I made a phone call down to the, the guys at USA Hockey, and I said, "I, hey, I made a deal with um, with Jimmy, and and we're going to come down, and I'm gonna honor that deal." So that's kind of how this game came to. Phil Ballou is going to wear the C for you and be your team's captain this year. Yesterday, you revealed to the team who the assistants would be. Were you able to share those at yep, this time? Yep, absolutely. We uh, at this point, we're just going to have one uh, alternate captain, Joe Nardi. Um, Joe's, you know, he he's another guy that that does everything the right way. And um, you know, Phil Phil has a little different personality than Joe, which is what you want in, in a leadership group. Um, but but just because guys like Craig Head and um, Ben Newhouse and Luke Volton and Ryland Uramko are, are not wearing letters today does not mean they're not going to wear them this year. And, um, I do think we have a strong group of leaders. Uh, I mentioned to the guys that in, in this voting situation, 
if there ended up being two guys that that had the majority and lion's share of the vote, then we'd have two alternates. If it was just one, we would only have one. And um, out of those voting, out of that voting, it was clear that Joe Nardi was was a guy that the, the players felt was um, uh, somebody they wanted to represent them as a as a leader on the rink. Um, but I also do think it's important to um, to make note of the you know especially with Darian Craighead, um, you know, the way he's approached the year and uh, made a few changes in his life for the better. And uh, I'm really proud of where, where Darian's at, and I think he's going to have a big year for us. Well, Coach, I know you've been busy getting the team ready to put them on the ice, but around you in the Barry Events Center, they've been doing some really cool things as far as fan experience. There's some really cool stuff going in there that should be acknowledged. Yeah, you know what, this summer we were tasked uh, – uh, Bob Mahaney, the, the chair of the board, and, and uh, Dr. Erickson, the president of the university, tasked um, you know some members of the community, um, some some people who work at the university, and and, and some business and media people um, to try create one of the greatest fan experiences in college hockey. And um, out of that came a, a, some amazing ideas out of a bunch of little subcommittees and. Uh, one of them that you know the two I think you'll see the biggest impact right away on are the uh, the student engagement and the and the facilities engagement and um, you know they're 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 making a bunch of changes on the concourse of the Barry um, they've added in a uh, an area where um, they're they're they've moved the seats a little bit um, they took two rows out and, and they've added a a drink rail and um, kind of a little bit of a beer garden back on one end. Um, on the other end where typically the band used to stand, the band's moving into the student section and um, they're going to put up some high top tables over there uh, to, to just to give a little bit more room and, and a little bit more feel of, of maybe like a lounge or, um, you know, you go to an NHL rink, you go to the club level type type area. Uh, and they're adding a, a, a school store where they're going to sell apparel out of the Barry, which, which I think is fantastic. Um, and then the next thing that... Um, that that we've been as a team been been a big part of as a student section and um, you know we've we've spent a lot of time with the leadership of the students and um, kind of built up you know one two three four five events and last night um, we had a great turnout uh, about 300 students come out and um, you know they 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 dubbed themselves the wild they want to be called the wild as a student section which I think is a great name um, you know for a lot of different reasons and uh, they came and collected uh, they got t-shirts white t-shirts last night and um, to, to pay the also the other thing we just pay a little homage to the puckheads we we handed out hard hat helmets and had a decorating party last night and um, it was fantastic it was the energy from the students was great um, really looking forward to, to, to seeing how that first game looks with all those students and their and their white wild shirts and their their hard hats and cheering on our team Coach, i got to ask you, a new season for your guys right around the corner, a new season of NHL hockey dropping the puck tonight to St. Louis repeat? No. No? They do not. Do you have anybody you like? You know what? Um, I don't. I don't. I think everybody that the popular pick is, you know, a lot of people think Tampa Bay. Um, there's a lot of Vegas in there. Um, for some, you know, maybe I shouldn't say no. For some reason, I think San Jose, they've kind of been knocking and, and – I know they've lost some guys, and, and you know, missing Pavelski is going to be a big deal. But um, for whatever reason, I, I just I feel like it's kind of their turn, and, and they're going to be in it right to the end. Coach, I know that you've been busy getting your own team ready for this season, but i got to ask you, your Vikings are confusing to me. I was really high on them entering this season. They're 2-2 two and two right now. Have you had a chance to follow them much this year? Oh, probably too much. <laughs> uh, you know, they're a funny team because – you look at their their personnel, and um, you know their receivers are good. Uh, their secondary is good. I, I think the guys in the trenches are pretty good. Uh, Delvin Cook's running like crazy. 
you know, and I, you know, you hate to, to single out a, a singular position, but, um, you know, I think if, if Kirk Cousins can, um, you know, can just elevate his game a little bit, um, they got a chance to get in the playoffs. And, and when you get in the playoffs in the NFL, if you can run the ball, um, you got a chance to be successful. So hopefully they can, um, they can kind of, kind of come around on that. And, um, you know, it makes me sick watching Teddy Bridgewater down there <laughs> in New Orleans, slinging the ball everywhere and winning games and, and knowing we, we had him for a while, but, um, no matter what I cheer for the purple. So win, lose or draw, I'm with them. You ever been to a game in that stadium? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a beautiful uh, place. Beautiful place. And, uh, it, it, I mean, it's crazy what, you know, the, NFL now you walk in there and um, just the, the pageantry of the pregame and uh, what what goes on even in, in, even in the game when you go to an NFL game on TV it seems like everything's so quick um, you're at a game there's you know there's lulls between each play but at no point are you ever unentertained like mm-hmm. it, it's it's such an event my favorite sports memory is being at the Minneapolis Miracle game and not being able to physically leave the stadium for 50 minutes because Met a lot of lifelong friends I'll never see again. You were at that game? I was at that game. Wow. Favorite sports memory ever. I was sitting at my neighbor's house on the couch, and I had, I'm ashamed to say this, but I had already cast us off, and <laughs> I was disappointed and depressed, and, well, all of a sudden the miracle happened. That was incredible. What was your reaction when the miracle happened? I I was yelling, get out of bounds, get out of bounds, get out of bounds, get out of bounds. And then, I, you know, you can't see in the TV, you can't see that he can just, you know, he's clear to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. Grant Petoni, head hockey coach at Northern Michigan. His team starting the season this weekend with an exhibition game with the U.S. National Development Program. Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Let's take a time out. Let's welcome in the ABC 10 guys next on ESPN-UB. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us. Wednesday, October 2nd, the ABC 10 sports guys in studio with me. John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith. What's up, fellas? Top of the morning to you. It's afternoon. Whoa, is this your new saying? That is my new saying. It's morning it's like somewhere, the guys. Time he said this in the last five minutes, and it's I, it has not been morning any of the times he has said this. <laughs> no, but if I'm seeing someone for the first time in the day, I'm going to say top of the morning to you. It's morning somewhere. It's morning in Wisconsin. <laughs> don't don't encourage him. Thank you. <laughs> I tell you what, we talked hockey with Coach Petoni earlier in the day. We got a lot to get to here, including the wild card matchups. We've got a new season of NHL hockey dropping the puck tonight we've got a Damian Lillard diss track and we're gonna play pretender or contender with the NFL so I tell you what let's start with Pick'em because week four is in the books for both the NFL season and Pick'em nobody has a losing record everybody's 500 or better how about that oh okay it's the right. last place though so <laughs> still I, I, I do not feel good you about didn't this didn't make that last second switch from new york to washington i had to play catch up guys i had to i, I had told to make you that some wasn't sort gonna of, happen hey i you know what i think washington with with case keenum not dwayne haskins right now is a better team than people give him credit for they didn't have their number one receiver so yeah. that that's another thing keep that in mind what's their record Oh, four. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Here are the games that we're picking this week, and it's kind of a weird schedule. We've got our three primetime games, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, per usual. But we're only showing one game. I should say we're only airing one game on Sunday due to Major League Baseball. That's going to be getting a lot of our uh, attention on weekends, what have you. So Golik and Wingo are going on the road to Dallas for the Green Bay-Dallas game. We're not having that one here in ESPN-UP, but 
We'll use it anyway to round out our five-game slate for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So your guys' thoughts on the following. Tomorrow night, we've got the Rams on the road taking on the Seahawks. Mm, That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Honestly, I might go Seahawks with this I'm going to go Seahawks with this. What do you think, Mike? Gosh dang it, guys. Uh, (laughs) The Rams just lost their first game of the year. They need to prove something. They just lost to the Bucs. They they are out to prove something. Seattle is in the same place that it was back when the 12th man was a huge thing in 2013 and 2014. I don't think it's as big an advantage as people think it is. The Seahawks. Just so you're picking the Rams. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams. (laughs) I'm picking the Rams. Thursday night football. I've got the Seahawks, as does Tyree. Mike has the Rams. Y'all are laughing at me. I don't like this. I'm telling you, you should have picked the Seahawks, man. We'll see. We've got the early game on Sunday, which can be heard here in ESPN-UP. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore. 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 All right. We're all in agreement. I love it. How about the game that won't be heard here in ESPN-UP? Wouldn't anyway because of blackout restrictions, but should be a fun one. Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas. Mike is just I, I, I want him to like. Me. I want him to like give an explanation. It's because you guys know how I feel about Green Bay. I think that they're a very complete team, but I think I'm going to pick Dallas too. I am going mm-hmm. with Dallas because you're putting Ezekiel Elliott up against that run defense, it's which Jordan Howard sort of exposed last week. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Dallas in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Sunday night football: Indianapolis at Kansas City. <laughs> Who, who's who's feeling hot takey? I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> I'm going to go real hot takey here. I'm going to go with Kansas City, folks. Oh, that's a real, yeah, real, real hot take. You're yeah, out exactly. there on. Nah, man. We, I, listen, I, I'm done listening to John Michael Hoefling, okay? Every <laughs> dude, time I listen, listen to, me, to listen, him. Dude, I was so accurate with that Brewers-Nats game last night. <laughs> it was the most bittersweet prediction I've ever made ever because I wanted the Brewers to win. So we could have stuff to cover, and I like the Brewers, but still, like yeah, you say that that's fine. But when it came to our pick'em last week, you picked the Colts to win, and they lost. Everybody picked the Colts to win. <laughs> I knew they were gonna lose. You, you didn't pick the Colts, did you? I said the Colts, and you didn't listen. Oh, to me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You so you picked the Colts? <laughs> yes. No, I said I yes, I didn't no. pick the Colts to win. But you kept saying the Colts. I'm like, I don't know about that one, man. I don't know. And you never listen to me. No one ever listens to Tyree Smith. But this is what happens. That's why I have a better record than him. And pick him. All right, moving on, I guess. <laughs> For the record, Tyree is 11-9. and nine. Mike is 10-10. and 10. Yeah, <laughs> way better record there, Tyree. Hey, hey. I should give out the standings here. The Niners have a better record than the Saints. Let's just keep that in mind oh, right now. wow. Yeah, well, mm. guess what? The mm. Niners haven't faced anybody besides the Bucks. In my opinion, <laughs> all right. No, go ahead. Read out the standings. It's a good thing because uh, the Niners are the last team in our pick'em this week. But the standings before we get there, I'm 13 and seven. Ryan Steeg is 12 and eight. Jake Durant, Tyree are both 11 and nine, and Mike is 10 and 10. So we're all within a couple of games of each other. Wasn't Jake like way out in front after mm-hmm. like week two? Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Uh, he slowed down a little bit. Okay, it's okay. Went through a tough stretch. Last one we have here: the Monday Night Football game. We've got Cleveland at. San Francisco. I take Cleveland. Taking Cleveland, okay. You're saying that because I'm a Niners fan? <laughs> no, I'm saying that because they blew out a very good Baltimore Ravens team at their place. Yeah, they had something to prove in that game. There's nothing to prove here. Niners coming off a of bye week. I'll take the Niners on that one. It's a coin flip game for me. I could go either way, and usually with coin flip games, I want to go with the home team. So that being the case, I'm going to go with San Francisco in this one. You sure? I have a quarter if you want to flip it. <laughs> 
I'm, I, we, we we have a quarter. Oh, we okay. We have a dime and a nickel. We could flip it. We got a dime and a nickel. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. even add up to a quarter, Tyree. It, it doesn't, but we can flip one if you want to. Why are you so confident in these Browns? Dude. Just because of the like, so you, are you having a recency bias? Well, it's like I think the they're starting week? to put it together. What? I think okay. I think Browns are starting to put it together offensively, even though OBJ was completely missing from that Baltimore Ravens game. I think Baker Mayfield is starting to read defenses better, reading that they're not going to be the same defense when he snaps the ball. I think the defense is average, but it's enough to get from. To get them through, you didn't the even you season. didn't even mention the best part of that offense last week, which was Nick Chubb finally getting through 185 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. They handed it off. That was that was what the key and Jarvis was. Jarvis Landry finally did. Something. Yeah, Jarvis Landry in the slot was killing it. He got like a like nine receptions, 100. Uh, 24.7 fantasy points. That's how I measure it. <laughs> you want to trade him? You want to trade him for me? Do you have him? No, oh, I, I got him. Yeah, Tanner's got him. All right, I'm not talking to Tanner about fantasy right now because <laughs> he beat me. So we're, we're not on good terms in that part. I tell you what, let's play a little pretender and contender with the NFL. I'm going to give you guys some teams. You tell me, are these teams for real or are they not? And let's begin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For real. Two and two. You think they're for real? Nope. I think they're a contender. Before the season, they were my sleeper pick. I think Bruce Arians is a fantastic quarterbacks coach. And Jameis Winston is playing for his job this year. If they're going to do it any year, it's going to be this year. You know, really, they should be 3-1 and one if Matt Gay didn't miss a very makeable field goal against the Giants. They could very well be 3-1. That's true, yeah. That, okay, that's very fair. Like, keep in mind, the last time Bruce Arians coached before this season was with the Cardinals, and he took them to the playoffs. And that was the last time Larry Fitzgerald had over 1,000 yards in a season. He is a very good offensive mind, and I really like this team. Okay. All right. I respect that. Contender. I go Death with Death taxes and Cameron Bray making big plays for Tampa Bay. <laughs> O.J. Howard. Uh. Chris Godwin, man. He's come out of nowhere this year. Not not really out of nowhere, but he's he's but he's becoming like a legitimate top-tier receiver. He's getting more yards than Mike Evans. Just yeah. think, yeah, if Mike Evans started contributing on a regular basis, if they get him going consistently, He has out. been for the last two weeks. He's well, been consistently okay, to his level. Okay. He'll get 1,000 yards, though. So. I tell you what, uh, let's move on to another team in the NFC. How about Philadelphia at 2-2? Two and two? Contender or pretender? Contender. Yeah. I think they're the best 2-2 two and two team in the league right now, even better than the Buccaneers. Okay. I can agree with that one. All right. I'm all right with that because I think that the talent is there. They'll start to get a little more healthy, and they'll be right back in the mix of things. And keep in mind, and they had seven drops against the Lions, which was a very winnable game, and mm-hmm. they had two of their best receivers out. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson were both out, right? Which means they got to double-team Zach Ertz, which led to seven drops from Mac Hollins and other people I don't know the names of. <laughs> so, yeah, once they get those receivers back, there won't be nearly as many drops. They'll be better. I'm glad you brought up the Lions because at 2-1-1, one, one, are they a pretender or a contender? Mm. This is that's, a tough that's a tough one. Because their only loss came in a game where Matt Stafford outplayed future Hall of Famer Pat Mahomes. The Lions very well could have been the better team on Sunday. I, I can agree with that. Um, They're on a bye, so I can't mm. say I want to wait to see who they play this week. You know what? They're playing the Packers the week after their bye. That's and then Minnesota. At- Oh, and then Minnesota. Yeah, the real scary Kirk Cousins over there. (laughs) Hey, the defense is pretty good over there. Defense is all right. Dalvin Cook's pretty good, too, you know. Tends to be all right. So this is kind of a make-or-break stretch for the Lions because they've got two tough games, both in the division. So we'll get to see here in the coming weeks whether they're for real or not. But I do think they need T.J. Hawkinson healthy. They need to get him back healthy and effective to win those games. I I want to say that they're a pretender. 
Just because really? w- watching them, they haven't been. There hasn't been anything consistent that I you can rely on in that team. I feel like carry on Johnson one week he'll go for 18 carries, 39 yards or something like that. Then the next week he gets 125. Kenny Galladay will go for two touchdowns, almost three this past week against the Chiefs. And the week before that, two catches for 17 yards. There needs to be a little bit more consistency on the offensive end for me to have faith in the Lions. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the or. The contender or pretender, I'm going to be the or until they play the Packers. That's what I am right now. Keep me in the middle. How about the Carolina Panthers at 2-2? Two and two? They got the top rusher in the league? Are they a contender? What is so funny, John? Because yeah, me and Terry have talked about this a lot, and he already knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> Tyree's rolling his eyes. I Go, man. Go, Michael. Talk. They are a contender as long as they don't have Cam Newton. Nice. Dissing my man Cam. <laughs> they are a pretender with Cam Newton. They've got the grown-up play 60 kid, Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And okay. he's, been, he's been legit. He's been pretty good. He's made Curtis Samuel look like Brandon Cooks. Curtis Samuel just needed, just needed the opportunity. Just needed somebody who could actually throw the ball. <laughs> Cam can throw the ball, just not yeah, to the ground. elite. As we, you he know has what? no accuracy. You you have no accuracy. All right, what are you okay. talking about? We were we were literally running routes yesterday. I knew you was gonna bring that up. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go contender for okay. now until for now. I until yeah I yeah, see yeah for now yeah. until. <laughs> I mean, listen, they don't compare to the New Orleans Saints, so I really don't care. It, it's in the top division. I'll give them that. Every single team in that division could make the playoffs in my eyes. Couple the more. Falcons? Yeah, even the Falcons. The Falcons have the talent there. They just need to piece it all together. Do you think they're a pretender? Or I think they're a pretender, but I wouldn't Definitely be surprised pretender. if they made the playoffs. Okay. All right. A couple more teams in the NFC sitting at 2-2. Two and two. The New York Giants. Are they for real? Ooh. <laughs> Mike doesn't think so. Tyree's thinking about it. I don't know. That's, now that's a tough one right now. Daniel Jones has definitely brought the spark that we was anticipating he would because, you know, everybody's tired of the Eli Manning era, even though he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Future Hall of Famer. He, he is. is. He is. I've heard that so many times on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. He we is. only say the truth on here. I know, yeah. yeah we only speak the truth. Um, so I, they are t- they're they're on the two-game win streak. They're hot. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of confidence. I mean, why not? Go ahead, contender. We'll, really? We'll put him as a contender Okay. Right no Saquon. Yes, they get the return to Golden Tate, but... I mean, people are going to start to queue in. I don't think Golden Tate is as good as people think. He's way better out of the slot than he is on the outside, and they're going to need him to line up on the outside to give that threat. People are going to start doubling Evan Ingram, and I don't think Evan Ingram keeps up the pace that he's at. And Wayne Gallman, he's not repeating what he did. You see, the thing is, the Giants' offense is getting better. Daniel Jones has played really well, albeit he hasn't had a great litmus test to go up against yet. But like you said, no Saquon Barkley, and he's still going to be playing with that defense. I mean, Daniel Jones could have a Pro Bowl season, but the fact that Giants' defense still exists, for me, <laughs> just the fact they exist makes me think that they are not a real contender. Yeah, well, we didn't, even, we? Yeah, we didn't even get into the offense, ty- into the defense, Tyree and I. Although their offensive line, which I thought last year was their biggest weakness, has actually been pretty serviceable. This it's been year. all right. It's been all right. The it's, defense it's, is going to be their. It's downfall. the same sort of situation that we kind of saw Josh Allen in last year, where mm-hmm. everybody thought Josh Allen had a spectacular season, not in terms of completion percentage, but in terms of just full on running the ball and being able to make his team at least somewhat competitive in those games. I feel like that's going to be the case with Daniel Jones. I mean. If the off- offensive line is l- able to get Wayne Gallman the yards that he got last week, it's obviously definitely improvement. Now, I think he's going to repeat it. So y- you have faith in Wayne Gallman? Until Saquon comes back? Yeah. Yeah. 
They're going up against Minnesota this weekend. Good mm-hmm. defense. We're going to see. I don't think if you t- t- two weeks ago, two weeks ago, if somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, Wayne Gallman's the running back for the Giants," what would you have said? Who? Yeah, who? <laughs> and, I, know, I knew who Wayne, Wayne Gallman was, and, and, you, and you were going to be like, and, and and they were like, and you have to make a bet, like you have to bet a hundred bucks on whether he's going to rush for over a hundred or under a hundred yards. Ooh. If you were to make that, that bet, that, uh, knowing what happened this past week, would you make that bet for this up uh, upcoming next week? Um. Yes. You would. Mm, yeah. It's Wayne Gallman. You Listen, have faith in Wayne Gallman. I, he was, first of all, he was great at Clemson. And I think he's just, he, he got overshadowed if by I had Saquon Barkley. Trent Richardson was great at Alabama. <laughs> yeah, Alabama and Clemson, two different. Uh, Clemson actually produces good running backs for the NFL. Derrick Henry went to Bama. He's been pretty good. Name, two, name five. Name five running backs. No, from name Bama. three. Name, name three. three running backs from Bama. Don't oh cause can't call, um, count Josh uh, Jacobs right now. He, he he's barely. It's only the fourth. Has game. he been good? He's been okay. He's been pretty good. He, he's okay. Okay, Mark Ingram could be up there. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's one. Derrick Henry. Okay, two. Yeah, I said three. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, give me a second. That's what I thought. I don't like. Here's the. I don't follow college football that much. Of all the big sports in the U.S., I don't follow college football, so I don't really it's know a weird where sport to not follow. I don't really like. Most like, people would say baseball or hockey. No, I love baseball and hockey. I know, man. but that's weird. Uh, I don't know. Like, like it's I, not I, weird to love that. It's just weird to pick those over college football. My whole mm-hmm. thing has been like college football has just been a thing because I don't know. I always feel like oh, there's just a better version of it. So why would I watch college football when I can just watch the NFL? Because it's more competitive. Really? It's because very how many schools are out there right now that you think can actually win the national championship? There's a few. There's okay, three, you're gonna say maybe. Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. That's it. Alabama maybe Georgia. Plays, Alabama plays Southern maybe Miss. Georgia. Maybe Georgia. Maybe Georgia. But that's it. That's three. That's three teams. Alabama and you're saying that's more Southern competitive Miss. than? I want you to name the most competitive team <laughs> Bama has played this year. Clemson almost lost to UNC this week. I, I know. Does that mean that they're not a title contender? No, but it means they actually played somebody. I guarantee if they would have played. UNC's not a somebody. Okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're okay, but they're not ranked. They, they haven't played a ranked opponent. This is great radio. <laughs> they Bama played Southern Miss. You know who also they played? New Mexico State. Oh, I'd also put Oklahoma on that list. Yes, maybe. that's a good one. Yeah, that's maybe. a good one. They okay, also- yeah, but how many teams are there in the NFL right now that can that can win, the, that you think have a chance of winning the championship? Mm, Saints, 10. Cowboys, Rams, Niners. Packers. Uh, Packers. Niners. Uh, hey, but according to Power Football Index, the, nine, yeah, yeah, the, the third I and the fifth. Yesterday. Yeah, I, I was listening to your show. Thank That's how I found listening. it out. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was going to bring up, are the Niners a pretender or contender? And you do believe they're a contender? No. <laughs> they're, they're a pretender in my eyes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually, uh, their secondary is trash. You think they'll make the playoffs after a 4-0 start? If they if they start the season 4-0, they have like, what, a 90% chance of making the playoffs? Mm-hmm. But the Seahawks and Rams are right on their tail. So, I don't know. I think that they have a really good chance. If they can steal one game from the Rams and one game from the Seahawks, I'd say it's a 100% chance. There's no way that they miss the playoffs in that case. Last one of the NFC that I have for you before we get to take a timeout, the Vikings at 2-2. Two and two. No, pretender. You think so? Pretender. <laughs> if Kirk Cousins is slinging the rock, pretender. <laughs> Such like a pretender, the, it's crazy. They're like the Jaguars from a couple of years ago in the sense they've got all the pieces. They, they might be better than the Jaguars a couple of years ago. They have the defense. They have all the pieces. They're better than the Jaguars. But they Jaguar. don't have the quarterback. They're better than the Jaguars a couple of years ago. Name one receiver on that Jags team a couple of years ago. D.D. Westbrook, Cecil Shorts. 
Um, wow, a couple of future holes. Yeah, holes. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every single position, every single position on that offense for Minnesota is better than is better. Except for maybe Kirk Cousins, Blake Bortles. Yes, I'm going that I'd probably far. Probably take Blake Bortles over Kirk yeah. Cousins because Kirk Cousins doesn't make any of his teammates better. He's not elevating anybody else's game. Well, did that's Blake the Bortles only thing make, me did back. Blake Bortles make anybody better at Jacksonville? I'm not saying I'd, that, I'd say but I'd maybe still take Blake Bortles. Mercedes over Kirk Lewis, Cousins. maybe. He, may, may, he, he was may, able to make the throws that actually got him yards and it got them points on the board. How many points did Kirk Cousins get last week? Six. And his receivers don't hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many yards did he pass for? Not even two hundred. I don't know. I don't. No, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys. I don't know. I don't know what the hostility is about, but I'm agreeing <laughs> with you guys. I'd take Blake Bortles, but I'm just. I don't know if Blake Bortles elevated his teammates as well. No, but that oh, that Jaguars team had. A, a, I like the defense a little better than Minnesota's right now. Mm-hmm. That's so, fair. So we owe you a timeout. We'll do a few in the AFC when we come back. Plus, I've got some not quite Damian Lillard audio, but. I've got something from him. That's coming up next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Here's your Sports Center update. Bengals wide receiver John Ross suffered a shoulder injury Monday night against Pittsburgh. He is expected to miss between two to four weeks. Division Three Grinnell College, that's in Iowa, Grinnell, Iowa, has canceled the remainder of its football season after 11 players suffered season-ending injuries during the first three games of the year. They currently sit at 0-3 with 28 active players in the roster. Mm. And finally, a Hard Rock Stadium employee was arrested when he charged a fan $724 for two beers at Sunday's Miami Dolphins game. How do you do that and get away with it? He overcharged it? He didn't get away with it. No, no, no. Like, but how how could somebody not notice that? He just... He did notice it. So he grabbed the card and was like, all right, that'll be $20, and then just charge him $724. I think that's what happened. Wow. (laughs) Wow. He thought he'd get away with it. Yeah, we have that a expensive in Miami. Why would you go to a Miami game? <laughs> Here's your problem right there. That, that's the real thing, man. Exactly. Beer sells pretty he, well he, at Miami Dolphins. He's charging him for his missed time because he has to sit and participate in all the Dolphins <laughs> games. <laughs> well, I tell you what, continuing to play pretender or contender. We go to the AFC now. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Started 2-2. Two and two. Lamar Jackson's throwing the football well. Dropped their last couple of games, a couple of big ones. Are they for real? C- no, says John. Whoa, like, really? really? No. I really want them to be uh, I really want them to be a contender too. I go contender. Yeah. You're tripping. I mean, they got crushed by the Browns. I think anybody that game plans enough for the for the Baltimore Ravens could take them. They've lost their two biggest games of the season. Um, yeah, I just don't really see it. And for, you know what's crazy? They're not showing their hand right now. And I feel like that this is like a long con for the Patriots in the playoffs. Because they are not showing their creativity. If they were to throw 20% more often with Patrick Mahomes, they'd blow everybody out of the water. But for some reason, they're choosing to run up the middle with Darrell Williams for a gain of two on third and one, uh, or on second and one, rather than trying for the deep shot with Patrick Mahomes. So I, yeah, I think that the Ravens are good, but I don't think that they're an actual Super Bowl contender. I think they're a contender as far as getting the playoffs. So I, I, yeah, winning yeah. that division, I would say so. I, I, I would. I mean, it's a pretty weak division as well. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs, but I'd be really surprised if they won a playoff game. How about Cleveland? Are they for real? I think they're more for real than, than Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. The All fact right. that they beat them and the fact that I think they have more talent on that team. Okay. 
Contender. Contender. All right. Especially after they beat the San Francisco 49ers on Monday. <laughs> the three and one Buffalo Bills. Yes. Yes. I, I think so too. They should have. They honestly, I talked to Michael about this. I thought they should have beat the Patriots. To be honest, very well could have. They literally. They. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in um, some more modern terminology. <laughs> they fumbled the bag. They really did. Turnovers, not completing passes, dropping the ball. John. Um. John Brown not. <laughs> just not getting into the end zone on that catch. There's a lot of things that the Bills did that was their fault, mm-hmm. specifically. Patriots could not produce offense. Tom Brady had like a hundred and something passing yards. Like it was horrible. Tom Brady has not looked that good. No, he hasn't. He has not looked that good so far. Exactly. We, we were making a joke yesterday because, as as I've said, we were running routes, and <laughs> I was uh, I was impressed with my arm strength. I feel like I hit 50 yards at one point, and we were making a joke like no. that. I, That's I'm not joking you. I don't know if it was 50 yards, but it was at least 30. It, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a that parking lot. We know that we know that the parking lot is 45 yards. I don't think you'd have been playing water polo in college if you could throw 50. Yards. I never played football when I was a kid. My parents wouldn't let me. Mm, that's that's a, that's okay. We're, we're half your parents on a show, so we can have a nice talk, man. <laughs> but um. <laughs> The one time they almost let me, me and my brother got into a fight a week before, and they were like, all right, now you can't try out. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but, yeah, I mean, water polo players are notorious for having really good arms. But I think I hit 50, and Tyree and I were joking. We were like, I think that's farther than Tom Brady's thrown in two years. <laughs> Listen, I, I kind of agree, man. Tom Brady's just, now, man, the Bills had it. Right. Someone's going to beat the Patriots. Mm. They're not going undefeated, and neither is Kansas City. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, they're, uh, no, well, obviously, not, uh, one of them's not gonna go on the field. They're playing each other. But when, when do they? I mean, before they play each other. When you do they think play? they're both gonna lose before they play each other? Depend. I can't. I can't remember on the schedule when they play each other. But I think they could. I think the it's getting closer and closer. The Chiefs will lose one lose. of the games to the Chargers, and then there are a couple other games. I think somebody like Baltimore or Houston could get the better of either of those two teams. Although Houston has never beaten New England. Yeah. In the entire history of the franchise, How never beaten New England. Is if it's at Houston, I don't think they can win. They've been so bad at home; it's oh. ridiculous. Houston, how are you that bad at home? My goodness, thirteen points. You guys remember when Jacoby Brissett was playing? They beat they beat the Texans thirty to nothing. Wasn't that was that what was that? Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the people were saying if people were saying if they couldn't beat the Patriots, then they'll never beat the Patriots. Well, and that's a, why li- that's year. why literally every time I see Patriots Texans on the schedule, I go. Yep, in a pick'em league, the <laughs> easiest pick I've ever made. I tell you what, at one and three, they are still just one game out of first place. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. No, 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 they're no. not for real. No, Mason Rudolph throws the ball shorter than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and he was slinging it at Oklahoma State. Now he's like, well, so is Brady. Plus, it was like a college offense, man. It was like a college offense against the Bengals. And yeah, it worked, but how long is that going to work? Right, it, and it was the Bengals. Yeah. How about the L.A. Chargers? Yeah. They're real tuned to? Well, man for man, they probably have the most talented squad in the league, other than safety, because if they had Derwin James, I'd say man for man, every single position, they have the most talented squad in the league. Mm-hmm. But without Derwin James, Derwin James, it's a little iffy. With Melvin Gordon coming back, I think their running game is going to be a lot more consistent. By and Austin Eckler's fantasy points. <laughs> I drafted him in all three leagues. I was only able to get rid of him in one. <laughs> but, hey, no, I still think he's solid. I still think he holds a lot of value. How about Oakland at 2-2? Two and two? Are they for real? Mm-mm. No. We'll find out after Their the number summer. one receiving option is Darren Waller. Let that sink in. <laughs> First of all, don't play with him. He's a good He's definitely No, he a good gets receptions. 
He's a good tight end. He gets receptions. He's fast, he's he gets physical. receptions on short little button routes. Fast, physical, and has a great reach. Don't how much, how much have you watched? How much have you watched the Raiders this year? I like the Raiders, man. You, what do you like about the Raiders? John, <laughs> John Gruden. Gruden's awesome, and I've always liked Derek Carr out of um. I like Derek Fresno. Carr. I like Derek Carr too, but I don't like that defense, and their offense is lacking weapons. Josh they Jacobs. Their, oh, they lost their um. What's well, it called? Perfect. Yeah, they, they lost him. They lost player. their um um first round pick this mm. year as well. Cleveland Farrell. No. With the other first-round pick. Jonathan something. He's a Jonathan, safety. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Or no, Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you he's go. out. So, it's like, uh, it's difficult, but that offense has been putting up points. So Playing London this week. I mm-hmm. know. But against the Bears. They do. The Raiders do really well out of the, the Raiders do really well out of the country, though. Yeah, but now they play Cleo Mack. His first game against his old team. Derek <laughs> is going to get hit so hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders take that one. Last one I have here before we move on. All four teams in the AFC South are 2-2. Two and two. Are any of them contenders? Every single one of them other than the Colts is a contender. Really? Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett is tied for the league leading touchdown passes. I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they Does that shock you? Yeah, a little bit. He's tied with Lamar Jackson for the league lead in touchdown passes four weeks Let's go back season. in time three months and tell somebody. <laughs> and tell somebody that? Oh, my goodness. Watch the reaction. Uh, tell me that, and I'll be like, you're wild, dude. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, this person's crazy. Drinking yeah, is yeah. fun, isn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's wow. But I, I don't know. Uh, Jacoby Brissett doesn't have the capability to win a playoff game in my eyes. So, yeah, I think that, like any team, they're 2-2, two and two, obviously. Any team could make the playoffs in that one. I think the Titans are legit. I mean, they've had three straight winning seasons. Okay. The Jaguars' defense is legit, and Gardner Min- Minshew Mania is real, man. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's real, man. <laughs> Greatest quarterback in football. Everybody oh, knows, everybody knows the Houston Texans are legit. The only team that's iffy for me is the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't think they have what it takes to win a playoff game. I can buy that. I respect that. I go with that. I can go with that. Okay. All right. I tell you what, before we hit the break, this was hilarious. Damian Lillard had a diss track in response to something that Shaquille O'Neal. A diss track of his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Shaq track, which prompted a response from Damian Lillard. A diss track of his own at Shaq. Have you guys heard this yet? If I heard the Shaq I heard the Shaq actually. track. I it, wanted it to listen great. to the Damian Lillard, but something came up and I I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, Dame, you know, he's got a great basketball career. He could have a career in SoundCloud rapping if he chose to. It was pretty <laughs> good. It was fire. Unfortunately, we can't play that here in ESPN UP. For one thing, there's a few naughty words in there, which, you know, we could take care of. But the more pending, more pertinent issue is that we legally don't have the rights to be able to do that. So, what we're going to do, I'm not just going to read the lyrics to you. Someone drop me a beat. Let's go. Let's do this. Wait, you uh, actually want somebody to drop you a yeah, beat? Yeah, I want one of you two right, to drop right, what, what, what kind of free... All right, all right, all right, fine. Dollar. He say he the goat. I come for his body. Platinum cuz he looking like the copies. Should've just passed me the torch. I got no remorse. I beat him like Rocky. I fill the tank with diesel. You jealous of me? I see you. Cause on this day, original just can't mess with the sequel. I'm a new school. I got new hits. Space jams, not blue chips. Hangman, your shoes lit. Dame sick. I'm too lit. Big man got big bread. But you corny. What happened to my beat? I need to wet my lips, man. This oh. is. This is like, <laughs> oh, uh, I got Tyree's water bottles looking to me in the face right now, but it's alright. <laughs> Away from ah. uh, you, you want me to continue? No, that's all right. Uh, the audience we, 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 got, we got the gist. All right. Always leave them wanting less, right? Always leave them <laughs> wanting, wanting more. Uh, oh, that's how the saying goes? I would, I would imagine so. Ooh. 
I don't know, man. California is different. Obviously, they do stuff different over there. No, I'm just joking. I know, but I think the audience wanted less. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't bad, Tanner. Wasn't that was yeah. fire. Tanner's, Tanner's got some flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought about being a SoundCloud rapper once. What would your name be? Uh, T-Money Hoops? Hoops. Yeah, T-Money like Hoops, that. yeah. Uh, you have to be a dollar sign instead of the last S. Would you change the, would you change <laughs> the, get out would of you here. have the, the two dots over one of your O's, too? I don't know. I feel like I feel like you just have to do that at some point. Probably it just do. looks way more legit. Just for swag. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> we know what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. <It's> just... Do we? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I tell you what, we owe you another time out when we come back. What happened in DC last night? What's going to happen tonight in Oakland? Plus, we drop the puck on new NHL season next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of today's show, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple App Store, Google Play, or look up ESPNUP.com. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hofling with you. Glad that you're along. I tell you what, it took us about 45 minutes, but we're getting to the National League Wild Card game last night. Mike, in your Monday Minute, I know you take a lot of pride. You predicted yeah, the I put a lot of, score. I put a lot of thought and research into those. I predicted what would happen with the pitching matchup, and I predicted whose absence would be the most felt. And gosh, I, I've never been more bittersweet about one of my predictions. Totally you could bring that to pick them. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> if I put that much research into pick them, I might, I might be in front. But yeah, I, I predicted the Nationals would win 4-3. I said... If Scherzer didn't start out well, they would probably bring in Strasburg or, or Corbin. Mm-hmm. And I said that uh, the absence of Christian Yelich not only on offense, but would be felt in defense. And guess what? Trent Grisham missed that play where Christian Yelich would have been. How fitting was it that the ball was hit where Yelich would have been, and then Grisham, the rookie, misplays the ball, which ends up costing Milwaukee their season? Like, how it's ironic crazy. is that? It's crazy. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Yelich fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, I like the Brewers. In the last two years, I've lived in Minnesota, had a girlfriend from Wisconsin, now I live in an area where that's full of Brewers and Tigers fans. I had to throw that girlfriend part in there. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, she, she, she was part of the reason why I became a Brewers fan. So, I mean, I wanted the Brewers to win. Obviously, it gives us more to talk about, too. But, uh, like, I don't know, yeah, like I said, I just didn't see it. Now, are you guys a fan of the wild card format? Yes. Because we were all having a discussion here in the office earlier today, and Jennifer, who is on Q107 in the mornings for us, does not like the wild card format because you have one team that everything they do to scrap and claw, put together a great season. Milwaukee won 89 games and they rally without their top player late in the season, get to this point, and then all of it means nothing for one game and you have 27 outs to extend your season. She doesn't like that because everything you worked for up to that point is essentially wiped away. That's personally what I love about it, but I want to get mm-hmm. your guys' thoughts on that. Terry, you want to start it off? I kind of I think it makes it more exciting. Yeah, you worked all that way up to get it to that la- well, that um one game, but like you're putting all your baskets in that one. So I mean, like if you win, it's very satisfying, and if you lose, yeah, it's pretty devastating. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of how the way goes. It was kind of like when me and Michael were talking about overtime rules in NFL. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but he gave me a great explanation no. to why it's pretty fair. So it's kind of like that in my okay. opinion. Yeah, as a baseball fan, I hate it, right? Because the entire idea, the entire reason there's a 162-game season is the idea of, oh, we don't know who the best team is unless we do a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know who's worthy of the playoffs unless we do a marathon. So the whole idea of baseball is your season is a marathon, and then you're going to settle who gets the chance of the playoffs in a 100-yard dash. It doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. As a sports fan, 
it's the best thing that could happen yeah. to baseball. Because if you talk to any person that's not into baseball, my uh, I have a bunch of friends that are also sports reporters, and they say the one sport they can't get into is baseball. But they love the wild card games because there's actually a sense of urgency. Who cares what happens in game 35 or whatever? There's a whole stretch of like 70 to 80 games in the Major League Baseball season that nobody cares about. That's fair. So you get to this one point where it's winner take all. Everybody in this one game is putting their best foot forward as best throwing everything in the kitchen sink at them. It's great. Like, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense compared to the rest of the Major League Baseball season, but I, I love it just because it adds urgency. Well, and I see where fans are coming from, fans who don't like the wild card format because you might have a team that won 90 games like we had last night in Washington. We'll have two teams that won 90 games tonight in Oakland, and you could have a team that, just for an example, they won like 83 games. They were 83 and 79. They finished like 15 games back of the team they play in the wild card game. But then one bad night means that the team that was 83 and 79 couldn't move on to the actual postseason. Well, yeah, but if we're going to say that, then... I'm not arguing it. Okay, well, I'm saying that if that's what people are saying to them, I would say... Then would we never give the seven and nine Cardinal or the the seven and nine Seahawks a chance? Then ended up winning two games and then go into the NFC Championship that one year. Well, and you can say that why would we have one sixteen matchups in March Madness? Yeah, because one bad game like we saw with Virginia a couple of years ago lost to UMBC. I mean, if we really want to get the best team on. And why not make that a series? Because we love the madness. Yeah, that's we why it's called madness. madness. Exactly. We love the urgency. We love the sense of this is it, the final countdown. Da, 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 da. Right? We love that. <laughs> good, that was a good one. Good Thank time. you. No, I agree with that, yeah. I tell you what, tonight we've got Tampa Bay and Oakland. That game is in Oakland. A couple of teams that both reached the 90-win mark. We have Charlie Morton going up against Sean Manaya. Is Mike Fires not healthy? I haven't been following, I but think, I would I, think well, he would be the guy that would start that game. I think it's big game Manaya. I'm surprised they didn't go with Liam Hendricks either. It seems like the two best pitchers on both teams aren't going out to this one. Although I do think Manaya, big game Manaya, man. He shows up. Is Sean Manaya big game? Yeah, threw a no-hitter against the Red Sox last year. How big game is that? Yeah, but that wasn't in the playoffs. No, it wasn't, but he got, like, think about it. The A's made the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. And they lost in the wild card round? To the Yankees. Right. Do you think that they would have had a much better chance if Manaya was stayed healthy that whole year? I think that they have a much better chance in that wild card game. Like coming into that wild card game, the Yankees won seven two, right? I said that's going to be a six two game. The Yankees' offense is just too strong in their home ballpark against a weak A starter. But if they had Sean Manaya, I think that's closer to a four four game. I honestly don't know if that if Manaya does make that much of a difference against that. I good love Yankee I love Manaya, man. I love Manaya. All right. Mania. Mania. Y'all just I, add mania to everybody's name. Just, they have to start with an M. That's that's the rule. Really? All right. Yeah. Michael Mania? Marlo Mania. Michael Mania. Oh Marlo Mania. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, but, yeah. I mean, and it's the same, it's the same reason. I think that Shamania is close to the same level as Charlie Morton. I know that you look at their stats and you say, oh, Charlie Morton, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Shamanai is that good, and that's why I'm picking the A's in this one. I'm, I'm going to wait for your Monday Minute. I'm picking the A's in I'm this not doing a Monday well. Minute on this one. <laughs> I might do a Monday Minute on the Lions, though. I think that the pitching matchup is fairly even when you look at their numbers, but I like the A's offensive lineup a little bit better. I'm going to go with Oakland to win on their home field tonight. Oakland has better defense, a better lineup, and a better bullpen. The only difference is the starter, which I think Charlie Morton has a slight advantage, but not too big of an advantage over Manaya to make a difference. I'm picking the A's. 
Four to one. All right. Go Oakland. Go Oakland. All right. We're all unanimous on Oakland, which means congratulations to the Tampa Rays. They are moving <laughs> I'm on never to the wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm never wrong when it comes to baseball, right? So We're going to yeah. find out. <laughs> that game can be heard here tonight on ESPN-UP, but I tell you what, it is the start of a new NHL season this evening as we have the last two cup champions going up against each other, Washington against St. Louis. Who'd you say, Mike, is going to be the best team in the regular season this year? Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning, and is this the year they finally hoist the cup? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Tampa Bay. Just Are you really? Just because I'm from Florida, okay. I might as well support one they, Florida. They team. have they have three of the top 15 players in the league in my in my opinion, with Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Steven Stamkos. Okay, and they have a legitimate star in goaltender with Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. They have a great coach. Mm-hmm. They have some good defenders. Victor Hedman's Victor Hedman is insane. I wouldn't put him as a, as a top tier defender, but they have some good defenders. Their top line is unmatched by anybody else. But they can't do it, man. They don't have that clutch factor. They need to bring in a proven like playoff veteran, somebody who's won a cup, mm. like this year at some point. Somebody like Wayne Simmons has he won a cup? I don't think Wayne Simmons has won a cup. They need okay. I'm trying to think of a, a team that probably won't do much this year, but can still send somebody who's won a cup. Justin Abdelkader. Maybe. 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 They need some kind of veteran presence. They, they need a veteran presence to sort of lead them and keep them calm in the playoffs. Because everybody knows. That, like, I don't know if they can't handle the pressure or if it's just the team doesn't have that clutch factor. Traditionally, I would have said Phil Kessel being on Arizona. Ooh. I think Arizona's going to do something this year. Really? What, what do you like about Arizona? I like what they're building over there. I think that they have a good young core around Ekman Larson and uh, Derek Stepan. And adding Phil Kessel this year, that was their biggest problem last year was their offense was among the worst in hockey I think they have serviceable qualities in net, and I really like what Rick Tockett has done there as a head coach, and I think this could be a surprise. Well, I don't know if it would be a surprise, but I think Arizona's going to be a playoff team. Who do you think's the best uh, chance to win the West this year? I think the West is super wide open. Right now, I think your Sharks have a really good shot. Really? Even without Pavelski? Yep. Wow. I wouldn't even say that. I think they have a good group. I think Vegas could very well be the team to beat. I really like Dallas. they got a good group. They added Corey Perry and Pavelski? Yep. That's that's a, that's a good pair of forwards. They finally Tyree's over team. here. Tyree's over here looking at us like, "Hey man, I'm I'm gonna let I'm letting y'all go at it. Have fun." I re- do you think any team from Canada has a chance this year? No. Crazy man. Who would be the favorite out of the Canadian teams Winnipeg. to win the cup? You think Winnipeg or Toronto? One of the two. I think Winnipeg is the most talented. What about Calgary? They won the Pacific Division last year. Yeah, and then they choked in the postseason. Yeah, the lost to Colorado. Although I do think Colorado is okay, better than yeah, people Colorado, give him credit I for. Will be Nathan there, McKinnon, yeah. top five player in the league. No, nope. yeah, it's uh, crazy. He almost lost the uh, Rookie of the Year to Tomas Hurdle. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we sign off, the top 100 NHL players were released earlier this week. Uh, number two was Nikita Kucherov. Number three was Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what you, what you would think of that. He's still the best player in the league. Connor but, McDavid, number one in the league, really? Yeah. You got to win something. No, I'd go. I'd, I'd put Connor McDavid. No, you got to win something first. I'm surprised Taylor Hall wasn't in the top ten. He's borderline top ten. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Sharks fan. Brent Burns should not have been in the top ten. <laughs> Brent Burns is a great defender and all. I think he's the best defender in the league, even better than Eric Carlson. But he does not deserve to be in the top ten. I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, and John Michael Hoefling with you here in the Sports Pen. We are out of time. Appreciate you both. What are you guys doing over at ABC 10 this week? Um, Well, we're going to have a nice Friday night frenzy with featuring John Michael Hoefling. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's basically gonna be Friday Night Frenzy, except only the annoying parts this Friday. Oh, <laughs> so, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be worth the watch then. He's yeah. gonna be missing we'll, his better half. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tossing it to Tyree and go. That's right. He's not here. So <laughs> where are you gonna be? Well, I'm going to be going back to Beloit for their homecoming. Hey, and they invited right. me back. Hopefully, my presence can boost that team. Um, are they having a tough year? Tough? Is there a wor- is there a better word than tough? Um, abysmal. Yeah, there we go. We're gonna have that. They're having an abysmal year. Um, so what's what well, their mascot? Um, the Buccaneers, Beloit College Buccaneers. They're the Buccaneers. I thought there was a team in Beloit that had to do with like a snapping turtle. Yeah, that's also part of uh, the college. Uh, the that's turtle a college team. Uh, no, that's part of our college. Uh, mm. The turtle is kind of like our um, a symbol of education, something like that. But we also is there the a minor league baseball team in there? Like snappers. The snappers. That's, snappers. That's what, that's what I was thinking go. of. Yeah, the Beloit Snappers. Look at you, Tanner. Mm-hmm. How about that? Also, go. we're still looking for Tyree's first uh, Thursday throwdown. Mm, yeah. Still, ca- still can't find anybody to face him. Tyree's a for- formidable opponent, so I don't blame. Uh, I don't blame people. But well, what is it you're going to do with your guest, whoever you get? Listen, I'm hoping our uh, the guest is uh, sport I'm good at. <laughs> so football, <laughs> yeah, football, track, stuff like that. You know, the easy easier stuff. How about this? And just an idea, I'm throwing it out there. UP tennis finals are today. Ooh, I like that. Get the tennis I've, champ uh, to play around on the court. We, I've done a te- I've done a tennis throwdown already with Chaz Kumpel from Nagani. Okay, mm, that's no. that's a guy's one. Tennis is hard to come up with like competitions for. Oh no, it's not. Oh, think if, all right. Think of a competition. Oh, I loved playing tennis competitions when I was younger. All right, all right. Give me one. I will off the air because we're about out of time, what have you. But no, I loved playing tennis for a long time. I think I'm totally washed up by now, and I'm sure that any average high school kid would beat me. But we'll play Wii Sports. How about there you that? go, All Wii right. Sports. There you Wii go. Bowling. <laughs> ah, great at that. <laughs> I tell you what, that's it for us in the sports pen for John Michael Hofling, Tyree Smith. I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN UPWZAM Ishpeming Marquette.